I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, they used to bowl a kaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, y'all? Black Panther's Quest. Quest. All right. And you'll know more about that (laughs) at our next episode. Shortly. But this is like a foreshadowing of what is about to drop. Exactly. My peoples is doing big things in the world. (laughs) And they haven't embarrassed me yet. No, no. We're about to feel this. None of my writer friends have embarrassed me. So y'all know how we we do it on the rant room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft. And shit like that. Boy, it's weird. We got we got the whole Wu Tang okay, clan in Wu-Tang. here today. What's up? <laughs> Lisa Bolakaj uh-huh. over there. The street nerdist. Uh-huh. The 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 black gidget of uh, Mission Beach. Hey, the bitch that just came back from Worldcon from partying with George R. R. Martin. What? Yeah. So well, I, I saw, saw you dancing. I saw you dancing. I saw you dancing. See, Sam got to put the other pictures up with the two fisted martinis in my hand. <laughs> I saw that. Because listen, it. all right. So anyway, Worldcon was last week. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you guys know, my boy Sam J. Miller was nominated for the new, they, they, they don't call it the Hugo Award for the young adult category, but they created a new category for young adult sci-fi Good. writers, Good. Th- whose name, sorry, I forgot what the name it was, Nettie won, Right. she won the first one. So anyway, and I was in a, an <clears throat> anthology that was nominated for a Hugo. So mind you, I'm sitting, because I'm Sam's plus one. <laughs> So, you know, I'm in all the shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, at, I'm in the pre-party stuff. And I did not realize how big Worldcon was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew it was kind of big. But when we had the pre-party where they give you, like, the gift bags and shit. And they give you all the good free food and the good yeah. liquor and all that stuff. And I'm talking to Sam's agents and everybody. And I'm seeing good, my friends. Good all liquor. my friends good were liquor. nominated. I'm Is looking at. Sanford and Son? Okay. Because I'm <laughs> the good ripple. liquor. They brought Look, out the ripple. you roll with the right circles of writers, yeah. sometimes you get hooked up. Clearly, so I'm, I'm not in the right circle. And all my friends were nominated. And it's exciting when you're people that you know who've been writing for a long time. And now they're at that level where the big awards, right? Right. So, meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm going to go chill in the back, you know, with the tent. They open that side door. And you just see how many fucking people mm-hmm. were in that convention center, <laughs> and then we're sitting. And so I was sitting like in the third row with Sam and a bunch of people. Where was this? What city was this? This was San Jose. <clears throat> so you know, and it was exciting. And you know, hey, we didn't win. You know, I had, I did have, I did have wine in my purse. So <laughs> when the moment purse. came and shit did not go the she way I wanted just to, said, I did have I wine in my purse. Even though we already had liquor, is it like a? You, I like, had you know to how have like in D and D, there's the wine skin that <laughs> you keep in your little <laughs> picture like a box. Listen, of so much, so much. But it's got like a little like satchel on it. So she's got to hide it, you know. Got some leather on it. No, it's like a little wine bottle. The little the wine size bottle. It's just the wine bottles that the little. 
tiny ones that you put in your purse uh-huh. because the Fairmont Hotel tried to trick oh, a bitch. Oh, like the liquor bottles, the small. <laughs> you know a hotel's expensive. When you walk in there, they already got two different types of wines and the wine glasses sitting on the thing, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for you to lift it up so they can start charging you, right? And I walked in there and I looked out the window. I said, "Bitch, you ain't gonna get me because there's a Safeway right down there." Oh my I God. walked around the corner, got my wine, came back to the room. I gotta show you the picture. I took a picture of it, like, and I put it next to it. Like, they're trying to get me, y'all. I ain't falling for it. They're trying to get me. But yes, when things did not go the way that we wanted, I did pop the cork, took a swig. Me and Sam were holding hands, like when his category came up, my category came up, and it's like, oh, all right. But the good thing was, your friends were winning. So we were like, you know what? It's all good. And then when Nora, N.K. Jemison, yes. they, they were streaming yes. it. This is a story, because number one, it's not the first time I write, because there's some confusion with some people. They're saying, it was the first time a person has ever won three awards back to back. No, what's historic for her is it's three times, well, first of all, for a black woman, yes. Mm-hmm. Number two, back to back to back three times in terms of a series of books. So this is from her Broken Earth trilogy. And if you have not read that, you are not serious about your science fiction. <laughs> you have, you're not. And you just plan. She comes to play. She, like, uh, she, she does her research. She's, yeah. And if you, if you saw, they had it streaming. You can go online and see it. Because when she came in, she had like this... This saw that was like the universe. It was like stars and moons. And when she had our locks up, and she walked up there like the queen she was, and I was like, "Yes, bitch!" If you listen carefully, <laughs> where's her my mink? finger snaps like bitch. where's her mink coat? So you can take you her have a GoPro uh, mounted on your it. chest. I w- you know what? Next year I will. They're having a world cup. They're having it in um, Ireland next year in Dublin, oh, Ireland, oh, and they're Christ. doing it in New Zealand. So I may have to go to with the Irish and go get some leprechauns and go and see what's happening because bitch go win again. And so you know to see her. And when she, because here's the thing, we've always been joking for years that the Hugo Award is shaped like a rocket. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's that phallic symbol. Mm-hmm. But when she picked it up and she says, This is a middle finger for all you people who really? cannot she went stand. In, huh? Listen. Yeah. Oh, she, oh, she dogged motherfuckers. I was go like, listen Wow. To that go wow. listen to it. And I was like, I know her. I know her. <laughs> That's my girl. She's my cousin. And she is so humble <laughs> and she is so brilliant. Like, she's so smart and she's meticulous. She reminds me a lot, you know, we always talk about Octavia Butler. But Octavia was very meticulous with mm-hmm. her research, and mm-hmm. NK follows that tradition of mm-hmm. meticulous research, you know, taking her time, mm-hmm. and crafting these wonderful stories that everyone should be reading. And so not only that was an extraordinary night for that, but also I want to give a shout out to my girl, Rebecca Roanhorse. She won for Best New Writer, mm-hmm. and she also won for Best Short Story. And also shout out, and, for, and why that's important is she's the, the, the first black indigenous person, black native. Shout out really? to the Dene Nation. Right. So it was historic on that front because it's like our first indigenous person winning, you know, and I don't, not only that, but a black native too. Right. So, you know, I was hollering out in the audience like, People forget get we it. black natives. Okay, right. get it. Right. Y'all heard about, what's his name, the basketball player that just got reunited with his tribe in Lakota. Right. So look, people think I plan when I joke and I tell y'all stuff. Like we run deep. So listen, there was a lot I, of people listen. having a lot of sex forever. <laughs> yes. And there's a whole bunch of kinds. And of we people. run through all the globe. That's so right. shout out to all the Black Irish, all the Black <laughs> right. French, no the black, my fam, the no Black joke. Italians, right. no joke. everybody, the Black Samoans. What's up, Rock yeah. Dwayne Johnson? You know uh, all of them. medieval POC, right? Listen, yes. That is my meme generator. Yes. Listen. Like, don't be, don't, don't, don't even, <laughs> don't even. So that was exciting. Right. And mm. just the fact that there were so many great people there and it was just, it's just a wonderful night. And what was exciting was when we went to the party for George R. R. Martin on our way to the party. So we're walking and we're talking to people. And of course, shout out to Uncanny Magazine. Um, 
they won two Hugo Awards, one for Best Magazine and one for Best Editors. So shout out to my editors who, if you want to see one of my short stories uh, in their second year, um, one of the stories that um, they put out that a lot of people, when they talk to me, they're like, oh, you're that person that wrote that, the Three Voices story. So shout out to them awesome for winning. Awesome story, by the way. Um, awesome story. Just my people. Mm-hmm. Michi, you know, once again, the Filipino fam is coming out winning Hugo. I mean, we are winning and cleaning up everything. That's what's up. So, yay. What's up, Chris Derrick? Your voice. You're being spoken to, Chris. Oh, hi, people. What's up, Chris Derrick from the writing directing team, the Derrick Brothers? What's up, man? What you you been doing all week? Uh, That's enough. So, uh, (laughs) what have you been doing legal all week? Exactly, yeah. What have I been doing this week? Um, A little closer. I'm working on an outline for a new pilot. Uh, I'm starting a rewrite. Well, I'm in the middle of the rewrite of this feature, and I am doing research on my other feature. Mm-hmm. Here's something interesting, Jeff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I want to compliment you on this, Chris. You've changed this year. And here's what I mean. Like, you really like, like sometimes you see your friends kick shit in gear, and you're like, oh, I'm working on this new script or whatever. Mm-hmm. Chris, how many have you done this year? It seems like five or six of them already this you year. You leveled up. Yeah, Look, he has leveled up. You know what I mean? Like, you put it in well, see, gear. I did the Daredevil And you're spec. a finishing shit, which I is what I love. the... <laughs> coffee thing I did the science fiction debt thing mm-hmm. um, and then there was another feature I'm working that's done mm-hmm. the prawns in the game so that's four right. and then I'll probably have like at least two more done by the end of the year right. that's what I'm talking that's about that's what you're supposed to be doing <clears throat> right. at least I mean, right. I mean it's going to be a feature uh, and, oh and then there's a feature job that I'm up for <clears throat> okay cool mm-hmm. but this is this is what I'm talking about is you know, people talk about how like how prolific I am with the way that I write, or you know, all the scripts that I have, and I'm like, because to me, the, your competition is that far. Like you talk about your friend Sam, and yeah. all those—they're constantly oh, wait, pushing we met him. out. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And <clears throat> you, 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 you see these people who have, who have, you know, Jeff. I mean. How many scripts did you write last 20-something? It was like crazy. Uh, Jeff is always writing. If you don't count Black Panther, the year before that, when I was still freelancing, or the year and a half before that, Mm -hmm. two seasons, I, between comics, specs, Mm -hmm. and employed work, I wrote 33 scripts in eight months. You hear that, Jasani? 15 to 20 of them were paid. Right. Um, I don't recommend that that particular activity. That's a bit high. Right. Uh, and also, mm-hmm. I was trying to earn a living in between right. uh, not being on librarians anymore mm-hmm. and whatever the hell right. was going to come next. Right. And my wife was like, you know how you turn down a lot of work? You're not allowed to turn down any work. <laughs> right. So uh, in that particular period. But prior to that, mm-hmm. you're right. I generated to the point where my management had to make a spreadsheet of all the work mm-hmm. I was throwing right. at them because they did not know how to handle that volume wow. mm-hmm. from one person. From one person. Right. They're like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Like, what else am I doing? Right. Right now, most people aren't, most people who are writers are not able to live off their writing right, right. away. I'm one of those few mm-hmm. that was able to. So my free time is literally free time. I don't have another job to go to. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not writing, I'm kind of a jerk. <laughs> and there's been times right? where we asked you to come hang in and do some podcasts and literally you're like, I, I gotta write. I can't. Write. I'm we writing. From, we didn't hear from you for like months. months. Yeah. Time, right. He's like, I'm on the yeah. grind. I'm if like, you had seen me, business. my wife literally, during that period, not during the Black Panther, <laughs> during the Black Panther, I was an adult. I wore clothing. I went to work. But during the freelance period, my wife literally, Jeff, bathed. 
Jeff, shave. <laughs> right. Right. I did not marry this homeless man that's right. taking residence <laughs> in my home. They're all laughing. Why is she looking at your wedding pictures right. like, this She's is like, not the same yeah, person? This, see, the, this is a breach know. of contract, is sir. This, is this um, one of the pot your tint? Did an invasion in the, the, you... the body snatchers happen? But, uh, where, where's my husband? But I cannot stress this enough. <laughs> volume business. Because your competition is some edge on you, right. you should always assume that your competition. As much as we love our fellow gladiators, when it, you're in the ring, mm-hmm. you're fighting, and you're not trying to kill anyone. You don't right. want to hurt anyone right. in some cheating, poisony way. Right. Right? You're not that gladiator with a poison blade, <laughs> but when it's time to fight, it's time to fight, and they have some juice you don't have. You mm-hmm. should always assume, oh, that's Caesar's grandson, or yeah. you know, well, we had, whatever. Well, <clears throat> we had Miles on the show, who's one of the creators with, with Rick, Okay, and he was talking about when things shifted for him, because he was selling pilots, but nothing was going. Right. And he realized that, and here's the other thing people don't know, you sell a script, it's six, eight months before you get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so he was like, oh, shit. That's a long time. I need to have more shit in the works. So he started writing five, six, seven scripts a year to push himself so he would it's have true. more. Well, you, well, you, look, mm-hmm. you, you, have to, you have to write a lot. I mean, you know, my friend Cole like, knocked out some scripts mm-hmm. and did a novel this year. Right. right. And, it is, and then and the novel's now, I mean, it's, I'm like, it's crazy. Traveling around and London he, and Europe. He, and London, and he was sending me pages. Mm-hmm. Like, read it. It's so dope. The novel's mm-hmm. so fucking dope. But the thing that got me really was is that... Um, you know, in January, I was talking with Billy Ray about my directing reel. Yeah. And then we were just talking, and um, I was like, what are you doing? He was like, uh... He calls him Billy, by the way. That's his cousin, <laughs> you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so, you know, he's doing the, um, this, the... A movie just got announced around that time, maybe a little bit earlier, that Ang Lee is doing. Okay. This, this thing about, like, the border crossing, and then he's doing the Terminator reboot. And I was like... I was talking to him, I was like, wait, wait. And then we just... And I hung up, and then I looked on... On um, just a regular IMDb, not IMDb Pro, but a regular IMDb, he's eighteen projects, eighteen projects that are listed on there is ready to go. Well, that means they're official. That's not yeah, all official. the projects, right, right? Right? Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. So I'm saying like on regular IMDb, if I'm if I'm you know like to IMDb Pro, probably another fifteen or twenty on there. And I was like, you have eighteen ready to wow. go. And you got like a million dollars of script or some right. shit like that. I want to be there. <clears throat> I don't right. want to. I'm going to date myself because I don't know anything about basketball or football or baseball or any of that <laughs> stuff except how to play. Right. <laughs> so the like I'll play, but I don't know the big stars or whatever. Right. So I'm going to go back to this man called Michael Jordan. Some okay. of you may have heard of. Um, <laughs> Uh, he was considered the greatest basketball player. He was considered the Muhammad Ali of basketball mm. until I guess LeBron showed up. So. Hey, King LeBron. I, I don't know. I literally have you no recognize comment. Kobe. Okay, Kobe. I don't know. I just don't know. But the point is, when I was coming up, it was all about <clears throat> all about Michael mm-hmm. uh, to the point where we name shoes. We just call them Jordans. Right. People don't even realize they don't why even they yet. call them that. Right, right. Okay, but they talked about how great he was. But he was a bencher. Right, yeah. he was a bencher when At he first started playing. He was benching when he was in high school, mm. and he talked about. See, I didn't know that. His yeah. dad made him yeah. go work. At first, okay. made him, and then he just started doing it. And he would just go out and shoot three pointers, right. hours and hours of just three pointers from different parts mm. of the court. Hours and hours and Muscle hours memory. and Muscle hours memory. and hours and hours and hours. So yeah, there's a whole lot of natural talent, <clears throat> but he's putting in the work right. and. Or what they say in regular business, dress for the job you want to have, not the job you have. Mm-hmm. As a writer, you need to be writing. 
you need to be making stuff up, writing it down, doing the outlines, right. doing all that mm-hmm. stuff, because at some point you're going to get put in the box, and the machine doesn't care that you're new, mm-hmm. right? The machine doesn't care that you just got here, and this is your wonderful break right. to get into this job you always wanted your whole life. Oh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Okay? Mm-hmm. we got to put this show out, and we've put a lot of money, from your point of view, a great deal of money, mm-hmm. from our point of view of the producer level. It's not as much as this next person who's a co-producer right. or whatever, but we put a significant amount of money into you, so we're expecting return on our investment. And that return is your quality writing, which you're not going to be able to do if you haven't been writing your ass off when you're supposedly not getting paid for it. They're paying you that amount of money not for your time, but for your expertise, which you can't generate unless you make a lot of, write a lot of stuff. See, that's why I say writers, sorry to interrupt you, Chris, but that's why I say writers need to be practicing now. Like, like as the, every script you write, you should be acting like you have to turn it in for deadlines. You know, a deadline. You have to because if you don't, you will never be able to turn things in on time. Well, see, you know it, what I mean. Well, you to, won't. You know, to me, it's like the ideas don't stop, mm. and I'm just like I got to get things out so then I so I have time to do X, Y, and Z. Right. I mean, I mean, you know, like literally, like in July. I don't think I was writing mm-hmm. because I had four ideas. I was just and I was just like I was dabbling around some of the research, <laughs> trying to figure out which one. Yeah, but researching is still writing. Know, yeah, that, that all yeah. that counts. Right. Well, yeah, right, but, right. but in terms of like I was I was looking at some stuff and watching some movies and documentaries. Like, oh, do I want to do this? What do I want to do this? And I, was just, I kept saying, which one like stays in right. me the most? And then I was like, okay, here comes August. I want to jump on this. And then this guy was like, I got this script about like the first you know like black super athlete. I want you to write about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in. Right. And then I was like, okay, so now it's, and then as soon as that started to align and then he, that producer got in an accident, he was like, we have to follow this up in early September. I was like, okay, I got six weeks Mm -hmm. to do what? Something. And I was like, I'm going to do this pilot. Mm I want to do this, you know, like this rewrite, this rewrite on the script because I got that other script in that thing with the WGA about the, um, Mm -hmm. uh, the feature access project. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so if I win that, those people are going to send me out on meetings, and they're right. going to say, "What else do you have?" And I got to be, "Oh, well, here's other script. Right. Here's other script. That's right. you know, because the script that's in that is is not is not necessarily the most commercial thing. Right. So I need something that's really really commercial. I go talk to him because I'm be like, mm-hmm. "What do you do?" Right. You know. So I was like, "Well, all right, let's let's get these so done." Here's a passion project. Here's a commercial project. Right. Yeah. You know. So so Jeff Thorne, by the way, our in man. the house. What's up? With yes, you? you know. Uh, yes, hello. Showrunner himself. I'm finally returned. Yes. Executive producer. Okay. Nope. Creator. Pimp. Not dog. executive producer. We're putting into the universe, sir. <laughs> you not, just shut it down. Okay. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You've not seen the credits. Uh, I'm not executive producer. They don't know who you are. They didn't tell you. No. No. And I'm fine with that. I, I just need to be making shit. <laughs> Showrunner. We can call you that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Showrunner. Yes. Yes. Because that's, that's in the up. press. They that's said that. Right. So today's a very special day. I'm excited because not only are we going to talk about one of the most genre-bending and also, uh, how can I put it, the predecessor to all things successful with Marvel. <laughs> okay. I just have to say it. Mm-hmm. Because people don't give Blade they don't. the respect. Wesley Snipes, you did that damn thing. Did that damn and so I want to talk about script. this episode is the 20th anniversary because August 21st. God, I'm old. 1998. We are young. What are you talking about? We are babies. <laughs> we are children. <clears throat> August 21st, 1998. Mm-hmm. From out of nowhere. She first get teary-eyed and everything. Look at this. She, one. Dude, listen. Put respect on that I, damn movie. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Jack Kirby was like 49. No joke. Like when he created the new guy. Listen. That's true. Listen. So, that's true. And, uh, and it might be because, hey, and we are sitting here. I don't know who did this. 
But we got these Danny Trejo Trejo yes. donuts in front of us. Dasani did it. Dasani. And I had one of the chocolate ones with the little chocolate crumble. But I'm sitting here looking at this maple one with the, the bacon. Bacon all on Servants top of the... Satan, Uncle all of you. Danny Trejo, you are a servant of Satan for making donuts this damn good. How, How dare, dare you, you? Sir. How dare you, sir? How dare you? And I'm going to eat that mug, too. <laughs> Not me. I'm trying to get skinny. He's making tacos. He's making donuts. Danny's doing the damn thing. Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah, going. Oh, Uncle Danny, you need to way, come Those Trejo's tacos mm-hmm. are the only ones I like. They're good. They're amazing. They're good. Anyway, this anyway. this is not a paid advertisement. No, it's not. It's like got, these are people who have eaten the stuff and yeah. can tell you truthfully. That's just good. Verified so, purses. Yeah. So, <laughs> Real actual person. Let me set the stage for you. Like I said, <clears throat> came out of nowhere. So 1998, August 21st. August. Okay. So here's the thing. Let me give you some backdrop because these are the movies, the top 10 movies mm-hmm. for of, that year. What year? Uh, 1998. 1998. So remind you, these are the movies that were out and balling, and then Blade just stepped in <laughs> and just said, "Hello." So, <clears throat> and this is an order from one through ten. So these are the ho- Armageddon. Oh God. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Wow. Best movie. Godzilla, which is shocking because that was a boo boo. Saving Private Ryan's best. Movie. No There's comment. something about Mary. Oh. Deep yeah. Impact. Yeah. A Bug's Life. Yeah. Mulan. Okay. Dr. Doolittle, Shakespeare in Love, and to round it out, Lethal Weapon 4. Four. So these were the top grossing films in 1998. And out of that miasma. Here I come. (laughs) Okay, so. Here I am. The Vampire Slayer. Two good movies. (laughs) Two good movies. Saving Private Ryan and Blade. Mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan, I just watched it like maybe three weeks ago because, again, it's the 20th anniversary. That movie holds up better than anything these still. And the script, Shakespeare's script, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. But trip this, trip this. Every time I tell writers this all the time, sometimes you have moments where you just go blank and you just looking at the screen like I don't know what the fuck. There are two or three scripts I pull out. One of them is Blade. That makes me go, how the fuck did he write this? Mm-hmm. It's cold. That's and I start reading going, God damn. Glory's Ooh, good. Shit. Glory's I start, good. Let, I start me, getting excited. Let me go in because we're going to talk about right. why. It makes it successful because okay. that writing is what does it. Love so it had an estimated budget. It was about $45 million. The opening weekend, it made $17 million. In the U.S., it grossed $70 million, but worldwide, it did like $131 million. Okay. Okay. Good. It was directed for, by um, Stephen Narrington. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Keep that thought. Mm-hmm. Did you just say worldwide it did Worldwide, $131 million? So that means black of- people do travel? You know what? <laughs> In 1998, and this wasn't a Marvel movie. Twenty years this ago, a, this was a New Line movie, and it's not right. like Blade was like one of their major big tentpole. Right. This is like one of those side tertiary mm-hmm. characters that some people who were in the know kind of knew it and dug it. But it wasn't same with Iron Man. Right. A lot of people, you know, he's not like Captain America, right. and mm-hmm. I think that was the way to do it. So, directed by Stephen, and Stephen, I need you to come back and do some more stuff because Stephen's a really he's one of those directors. He's really an artist mm-hmm. because when they said we want you to come back and do the other one, he's like, "No, I'm gonna go do my little thing over here." And I'm like, "What?" I made yeah. my statement I've about made Blade. My statement. I'm leaving. He's made a movie since the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, and he's been like doing like making. He does his shit own like that. little. Yeah, he does his own little thing. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. And of course, David Goyer mm-hmm. was the writer. Now, <clears throat> Wesley Snipes was the star. Can we just talk for a minute, ladies? <laughs> ladies? What do you mean? Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. That, that guy's a star. Okay, so He's going to be a the star. The first time I seen Wesley, it was like one of those old, like, it was like, I, I've been a fan for years before he even became like a name person. Right. Can we just talk about and appreciate the melanin? King of New York. 
Right. When he was the king of New York. Yeah. Sugar Hill. Mm-hmm. Even though, what was that one? Was it called Wildcats with uh, oh, Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn, the silly Woody, comedies. Woody Harrelson, baby Woody Harrelson. Yeah. <sighs> Even earlier, I mean, he's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay? Before he broke out and become like this action thing. Martial arts expert. Hair lined up all the time. Oh, it's always Clean. on point. Embrace his blackness. Mm-hmm. Before other people were like, oh, it's the hip new thing to do. Right. He was always coming through. <laughs> Gorgeous. Like he was. Mo Better Blues. He, he was that one that. Shadow, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the one that when the 80s were leaving, like. We got to be like mid '80s, and it was like when DeBarge was kind of fading out. <laughs> DeBarge, he, wow! Because Prince, not at the time. You ladies. reached back deep. Like it was so we like went from the Jerry Curl from to the, the Jerry Curl, yeah. so you, know. you know. And it was when we were having the battle of the light skins, <laughs> right. and it was like DeBarge and all, all the curly hair, you right. know, the light skin with the the very uh, right. loose curl, with the good hair, the good hair. Right. And it was like when Wesley came out. There was no ambiguity. There was nothing right. ambiguous. About I'm blackity black, y'all. Like, it was like, and it was gorgeous, and he was just so fine, and he was just like, literally, he was, because it was like back in the day, because at that one point, this is where Howard Rollins would have been mm. if things hadn't changed. Because right. I was recently, listen, last night I was watching. There's something wrong with you. Listen, There's something listen, wrong with you. Listen, but you got to remember, this is way back in the day. Come on. We're talking about 80s before okay. anyone knew anything. Okay. I was just watching the movie Ragtime. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cole House Walker, right? And so it was like the last 10 minutes of it. And so, Ragtime. Yeah, Ragtime, Ragtime with Howard. And movie, so it was movie. on TV, and I was watching it, and there was a scene where he was talking, and I was like, oh my God, he was so fine and, and could act as, it just, ugh. You don't know. P- ladies, that, Except he was how gay. do I say this? He was gay. And you know what? But... I'll My circle, what, we right. did not care. Ladies were well. Also, we this was not care. known. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't was a, That was a Hollywood secret. It was right. a, until okay. I saw him on an episode. Of, I forgot. Listen, there was one show he was on, and Please that's when I knew. <laughs> and I was upset because, mm-hmm. and this is this is something I have to work on. I have to allow people to be their queerness how they want. Because sure. I'm always that person. It's like, why can't you be bisexual and give me a chance? <laughs> and that, I have to work on that because it's unfair because it's giving erasure to people. And I apologize to my queer fam. But there are times when I look at people and I said, could you just give a bitch a chance? Wow. <laughs> can you just be experimental? Just a little one bit? time. Little can bit? I just get it's one? A bit? It's all in a wire. Can I just baby? get it one And time? there was one moment I saw him on the show and that's when I knew. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Do you, baby? Mm-hmm. But it was like, you just don't realize how. And it's like that ma- that was just that mask it was just my mom's generation explain. Howard could not step out in public <sighs> like ladies were diving panties. out of cars I'm panties sure. were being mailed and dropped right. like while your husband's standing there and having right? your husband like, and looking at him, him like what are you getting all hyped having about having your husband tap him like, on the shoulder like, like go tell him to come over here yeah, you, you well imagine what Sidney and, and Harry Balafonte yeah. was through this right yeah. like people don't get what this was like <laughs> in the sort of shadow of Hollywood yes. Hollywood yeah he couldn't do anything. He was but, a cold, chiseled, chocolate so, brother. Yes. Yeah, like, so so Wesley, Wesley was our. Uh, he was. He was that. He was that right, dude. Right. Yeah. And so it was exciting to see this film. And and why I was excited even before it came out because I already knew that Wesley did martial arts. Mm-hmm. So right. I said, you give a brother that can do martial arts like for real, and we not. He ain't got to do like special stunts. He can do his own. Stuff. He can do his own shits, right. and he can act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he produced the movie. There's a thing I'm... Amon Ra Productions. Yeah. First thing I saw the movie. Amon Ra, Marvel Enterprises, and Imaginary Forces were the producers of the film. And and that's what I loved about Wesley because when he came in, he's like, look, my production is going to be partnering and we're going to be doing this shit. Because you got to remember, at the time, 
you know, they were trying to do Black Panther with Wesley. Right. And shit fell Damn. through. And so they were like, well, we got this Blade character. Maybe we could do something I kind of want to say thank God, though, because yeah. the sensibilities of the time would have yes. never given us the right Black yes. Panther. We wouldn't have got the aesthetics that we needed at this time. So I always believe projects come at their due when it's their time to come. Right. Sometimes we might want it sooner, but things come. And I think it was important, and I think it's pivotal that he did Blade. Mm-hmm. Because Blade switched it up. So these are the people that were in it. So we got to talk about Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. okay? You've got um, Stephen Dorff, Deacon Frost. You had one of my favorites. Okay, those of you who like B-movie, European, trash, horror, Euro trash, porno, <laughs> Andy Warhol, Udo shit. Udo Kier. Udo Kier. Now, those of you who saw this movie, you saw the older Udo Kier, okay? <laughs> Playing an aristocratic Italian vampire who gets fucked up in the movie. Mm-hmm. But if you go back and look at those 70s. old Andy, oh my God, 70, the yeah. perfection of homoeroticism. Mm-hmm. The beauty of European trash man. She is super freak. You know that, right? <laughs> oh my god! Go watch Udo. Go is. watch Udo play a vampire, <laughs> and just the it's, it's a tacky movie oh, and yeah, it's terrible. I mean, there's I, I'm gonna it's say the that, Frankenstein ones, all that shit. I think he's in one of these like Visconti films, like uh, like uh, uh, something of the damned. Um, all the trash stuff. I love. No, no, but there's a really, really fascinating Visconti film about. It's, oh, it's called the Dam. It's yes, called the Dam. It's it's this 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 World War II film about this family that's like this. Uh, they're German family, and they're all like they're, they're all they're all moneyed up and everything like that. And it's just it's a really bizarre movie, mm. and it's and it's hard to get it uncut the European version of the states. Mm. But I think it's available at like one on like region two DVD. Criterion might have it's some stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Udo he's is awesome in the movie. Udo has always been nerds. 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 Udo, awesome. Udo's I'm always film been nerds. Nerds. Oh, 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 sit. Okay, so okay, just real quick. So, so last night I'm watching the movie again because mm. I want to watch it. I've seen it forever. I'm glad that you guys did your homework assignments because I've been giving y'all assignments and y'all don't be doing you it. Watch at all. Blade? The teacher and me. Yes, I told him you Guess need to what, watch though? Blade. I don't need that assignment because I watch you. it five or six times a year. Thank you. You think I'm? I read the script seven, eight times a year. Okay. But this is something that I didn't. I, I seen the movie a bunch of times, but when I saw the movie, this guy wasn't. A, he wasn't a, a face to me yet. Hmm. Kenny Johnson. Oh, Kenny, yeah. who is uh, who got big in the Shield, yeah. and he goes uh, to my gym. I talked to him. Yeah, he plays the guy in the beginning that Tracy Lords brings into the Vampire right. Cup. I was like, right. "Fuck, dude, what are you doing in this movie? Right. That's <laughs> crazy! Yeah. You're here in the beginning. It was so weird seeing him, and he's got some Kango hat yeah. on, all mm-hmm. backwards, and I was like. This is so wild. He's on the new SWAT And he needs to be thankful because Blade saved him. He got out of that rave situation. Oh, my God. It's not real, Lisa. It's not a documentary. Sanad Lathan. Who played both his mother and his love interest in the other movie. Right. Right within like a year of each other. Yes. Go Sanad. Yes, because it was like the Terry McMillan. What is it? Right. What was that movie called? Shortcuts? No. Something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, I don't be going with those rom-coms. The man. one with the... And then Boucher Wright, yeah. to this day, I will never forgive. <laughs> oh, I will God. never forgive Hollywood. For letting her go away from us. Underrated. She played one of my favorite characters, Dr. Karen Jensen, who was the, her- the hematologist who was trying to figure out the cure mm-hmm. for herself and possibly to cure Blade. And they yep. never brought her back for two and three. Best thing but the they movie. brought Whistler back. From the dead. Well, wait. Twice. We don't know what the details of why she wasn't right. able to come back. <clears throat> there could have been a whole bunch of backstage crap we and don't trip, know about. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that look. But the other no, thing is, she's the it. best line in a movie. One of the best lines in a movie where she's like, fine, I'll just cure myself Thank again. Thank you. I was like, go, baby, go. I was going to say this. I was going to yeah. say this. That is the best. Somebody was asking me, like, what's the one thing I've learned the most about being on this show? The 
the thing I've learned the most, despite everything else, is why actors aren't on episodes that you thought they should have been on. Mm, but what know. happened to that? Right. Did you le- I'm learning, oh, the deal didn't work out, whatever the fuck. I mean, you know what I mean? They only had four episodes, so they had to squeeze right, them through. Right, right. Something got blown up in that episode. We so we have, and we understand that. You can't control that. it. You but can't control it. as a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't empower those people, Lisa. Right. Don't empower those Don't people. Empower those They're people. already causing enough trouble. David, and this, I'm telling you, when Screenwriters uh, Magazine, Creative Career used to right. have like the big screenwriting oh, yeah. um, trade shows mm-hmm. down at the LA Convention the Center, there was a panel mm-hmm. that David Gore was on, and he, it was, he was talking about- cause I he think was, we were there together. Were we together? I think so. Because I think I was there with Pilar. I was there. And I was doing some shit. And then I said, let me go check out David because I got a bone to pick with him because uh, they were about to do Blade 3 and he was directing it. No, he'd already directed and he was giving some inside stuff. But I was sitting in the audience with my arms folded (laughs) trying to get them to like raise my hand to address why Dr. Karen... Not coming back. <laughs> Did not come back. I need to hear from the horse's mouth because maybe he could have given me some insight and this bitterness I've been carrying for 20 years <laughs> could subside. Oh my God. Because how do you, I, let me tell you why this character is important. Number one, it was a dark skinned, beautiful black woman. She had agency. She was like Shuri. She was a scientist. She was in the movie. Tech. She was in it. And she wasn't, of course, Blade saved her a couple times because just so, because people are like, well, you know, she was being saved by the dude. Okay, he's. They're vampires. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a day walker. Right. Who beats up. So who do you want to come help you right. in the opening situation when you don't know what the fuck's going on? Someone's attacking you. Okay, can we just talk about the moment? He tosses her through the window. Listen, listen. The like, when the, when the vampire... Listen, crap. listen. Oh, my God. When... The vampire bit her in the hospital. This is the opening spoiler. You haven't seen this in 20 years, oh, bitch. Did you late? Spoilers. <laughs> and she's falling. She's on the ground. And there's like the sexy moment where everything kind of goes slow motion. And she's trying to figure out. And there's a cut where it's upside down. And there's like the slow-mo of Blade. <clears throat> Look at her. You guys can't see her. She's in the room with oh, them. Can you tell me? <laughs> Let me tell you. If we would have been able to, women would have taken their clothes off in the theater. <laughs> because when he walked in, for a black woman... True. To see that, True. where he's coming to save her, yep. and he's sexy with all that leather, with that, cu- ooh, ooh. And then he picks her up. Listen. What, what show did you put me on? What is he, this show? Wait, wait, he throws her out the window. Yep. Bitch is falling. It's like, I hope she make it. Yeah. And then he just leaps out after her, and then he like protects her. Mm-hmm. And then it has the sexiest non-sex scene in the history of vampiredom. <laughs> when she saves him, the payback at the mm-hmm. end of the movie where she gives him blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm letting you tell y'all something right now. If you want to see something really erotic and sexual without there being any sex, you watch that scene mm-hmm. of him sucking on her neck. Right. And the shots they do. It's Hey, it is doing all I, I the work. I feel like I should not be here for this. I, know. I feel like it turned this to a porno a, real a quick. Private moment. It I was a superhero like... sci-fi thing, and then it kind of segued. You know how I am, you like, y'all. I'm not, you've made me into a voyeur in yeah. this episode. But I don't want to be you, here. But this is like telling you the levels that this movie, and not only that. Can we talk about the tech? The high yeah, tech, right. the yes. Afrofuturism was that was present in there. It was a smart because was a very smart Whistler movie. was his 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 dude, and they had like their un, their they didn't have an underground lair, but they had their like warehouse lair, and he had the technology. Not only was he dealing with just not just guns and weaponry, but they were also using technology in terms of biochemistry. Mm-hmm. They were dealing with stuff that was like higher level stuff, and it was normal. Like this is what we do. This is how we handling it, and it was just so much, and it was so like, refreshing. Didn't Blade have that V before V was ever V? Listen. 
<laughs> and here's what's interesting, because there were critics back in 1998, and I've, when the fanboys, when I was going to Comic-Con mm-hmm. back in 98, and I would get the hands going, and back in the days when we weren't scared to fight people, because there was no social media. Right. So you can catch these hands and nobody would know about yeah. it. <laughs> oh, Lisa, where have you been on my right life? Right out there on the trolley station. And somebody said... I won't say his name in public, but we've, we've mended our ways, and mm. he respects my judgment. Mm. Mm. And when he sees me in San Diego, he knows how to like step aside when I'm walking through. Oh, damn. But he came and said, well, you know, Blade is just like any of those other superheroes. I mean, it's still the... So, yes, let's, mm-hmm. let me address that. Yes, it does have the two main superhero tropes. Usually, it's the superhero is going out to get revenge because his family has been slaughtered, and he's right. got to the... Or it's a superhero learning how to become a superhero and embrace right. his superhero-ness. <clears throat> he's like, it's just the same thing. I That's said, easy. first of all... That's easy. First of all, you have never seen a black character like this with agency. Mm-hmm. A black character that doesn't give a fuck about nobody. Like, his <laughs> agency Chris. is really... He don't like vampires. And he's dealing with some personal, interpersonal issues, and it's dealing with identity. It's dealing with acceptance. Here you got somebody who's dealing with basically W. Du Bois's double consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a fucking daywalker. I'm a vampire. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with blood sucking and all that shit too. But I don't want to do it. I got to learn how to navigate. I got to deal with people who don't like me because I'm the one dude who can walk around with all this gorgeous melanin. <laughs> Because even though they talk about it as the blood and all that, we know it was melanin. That was wow. his superpower. Wow, there's really something. So you get more black vampires and y'all be good. So y'all need to get no, the black people no and more live. vampire. And here's the thing. And, and, and not only that, but it's he's... It's the cocoa butter, really. It's the cocoa butter, that's really... Yeah. Damn. I hate everyone. I but he's also it. dealing with humans who don't even like vampires. And you know they don't even show up like black people anyway. Right. Okay? So he's got to navigate all this shit alone. Okay, because his mom, as far as he knows, the movie, his mom was killed. Shout out to Sanaa looking gorgeous as usual. Damn. And, and it was like, she he's dealing to, with that shit. Excuse me for a second. Sanaa, you need to stop it. <laughs> okay, continue. Keep your fineness out of the public domain. It's, it's just not fair. You know, it's not fair for people out here as humans. But it was one of those movies where, it, and it re- reinvigorated the vampire movie. Because, you know, we were tired of vampires. Right. I mean, got to remember, a couple years, 10 years prior to that, we had already had Bad Boys. Was it Bad Boys? Not Bad Boys. Lost, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. And I think after that, the only other vampire... Oh, it was, um, I want to say, 92? When did... Uh, Queen of the Damned? No, 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 we don't count that. You're talking about uh, Near Dark? No, Near Dark is a classic. That's a whole yeah. other category. It's like 87 it, so. or something like no, that? No, 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 it's uh, Anne Rice's. Oh, Interview oh, oh, yeah. Vampire. 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 That's like 94, yeah. 96, yeah. 96, 94, 96. I like that one. Those yeah. books are amazing. Yeah. The movie was okay. Hey, it's Brad Pitt. Anything Brad Pitt's in, I'm going to watch it. Ironically, my wife played a dead body in that. Did she really? Yeah, when they're dancing around... Stan Winston made the model of the corpse to the family that they'd killed or whatever. The corpse I'm going to have to go back with. and read. That's watch my wife. Oh my God. Mm, we'll have to watch that. But you, you know, can't tell. You can't tell. But it's like. <laughs> Thank God. It reinvigorated. It made like the vampire the action hero. Mm-hmm. Now you got to remember, this is before um, the whole vampire werewolf trilogies and Where movies. Where was Buffy the show in this time? Kevin Grievous's uh, series of stuff. I think it Underworld. just Underworld. came yeah. out. I, 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 Buffy was, was 98, right? Nin- right. No, it was the same year. It came out roughly the same, same time. I thought it was early 90s. Well, wait. There's the Buffy movie. There's the movie, but we're which was, which the was, which was entirely 92. forgettable Buffy movie. But the TV show was around the time. Roughly the similar, right. the I, similar I, I, time. I think the movie, I think the TV show came out in 97 or 98. Uh-huh. I think it was 97. Y'all can Google that. Yeah. But it's like, it, 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 it just changed everything. Because that time, because a lot of the other Marvel things, project that were coming out, they were not doing very well. Well, I want to, I mean, you can, we don't want to get too far off the Blade specifically, gotcha. but Wesley's contribution really can't be oversold. Right. 
because yes, he was a dark skinned brother, which you really usually only saw the dark skinned brothers as villains. Right. He had a dark skinned uh, uh, paramour in his first big mm-hmm. giant movie like that, which again you almost never you see never the see lady that, that way. Uh, all the agency, <laughs> all that stuff, but. His spate of motion pictures before all the weirdness started happening where they dropped down to B level, mm-hmm. US Marshals, oh, yeah. uh, Passenger 52. They were trying to get like, him to drop be zone, like, yeah. um, right. Art of War. That guy yeah. that he was cultivating right. front and center right. in A minus list movies. Right. 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 Basically, for people in the audience, there's a sort of attrition, a rate of attrition for certain <clears throat> kinds of scripts. They're written for Bruce Willis or whoever right. the big guy is at the time. Well, there were a billion <clears throat> die hard in a plane, die mm-hmm, hard on right. a boat, die hard right. whatever. And that person's like, no, I'm not doing that. But the scripts are viable. Right. So they stay in circulation right. until some other. Well, they they used to go straight to DVD back right. then, right. too, right? right. Well, no, 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 no. But, but some, say, other, some other reasonably high power person will be like, okay. He didn't want this script. Oh, I see where you're going. Right. But, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll be in that sequel right. to The, the right. Fugitive. Hell, yes, I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like Drop Zone or something like right. that. Well, or like, 57. Or like when you look at these, movies, right. yeah. Exactly. When you look at these motion pictures, remember, these are big budget motion pictures starring a dark skinned black man in an unironic, non comedic. Thank you. And also not arch. Right. That's another thing. A lot of the and he's product, a hero. Right. Yes. A lot of the product turned. Very arch after it's very much sort of, yeah, white people, fuck you too. Right. Um, but that's not what Wesley's right. stuff was. It was, he didn't have to double dip that. Right. Right. He just came in as this dude. And a lot of that was just implied, like, what was the line, motherfucker? Are you crazy? Right. In, in Blade, like, right. the guys are shooting at him. He's like, right. did you not just see what I just did? Yeah. <laughs> right. But that was the tone of all of these movies, right? Mm-hmm. So you can picture that kid, not just a little black kid who can picture themselves in that position, but the white kid mm-hmm. or the non, you know, mm-hmm. non-black you other group right. that can sit there and go, oh, 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 mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And that changes their worldview as well. Right. And there was no... Standing on a platform yelling, I'm blackity black about right. it. Because he didn't need to. He was Wesley fucking Snipes. So he walked in the room. Right. What was the budget? You said it was, it was, it was $47 million, as you said? About $45 million. 40 million. Yeah. So if you ask, which, 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 ratchet it up Okay, at nowadays. the time, I mean, look, the thing, you know, like you said, so it's New Line, Imaginary Forces, and Amarad. Mm-hmm. Imaginary Forces, if people don't know, remember, it's a big special effects company. Right. And they probably want all the fuck out on, to make that effect of the, the of the body like disintegrating. Right, right. And they were like, well, we want producer credit because this is like some unknown shit to us, right. and they have be they're probably like like seriously gambling to do the movie the right. way they did, and it, I mean it paid off, you know. Right. I mean, and I and you look at it and it's like those guys made a movie that today that's maybe like an eighty five ninety million dollar mm-hmm. movie today easily, mm-hmm. you know. In I mean, fact, I would say that that movie doesn't get made today. In that form, right. because right. people want to ramp it up. Right? Yeah, they would keep trying course. to ramp it right. up. Yeah, uh, there are places where I think, looking back, I think the uh, the blood god thing yeah. deservedly should be ramped up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. after all that build up, they had what they had, they had the money they had, and God bless them, they worked all, every mm-hmm. dime they spent was on that screen. Mm-hmm. But the blood god of event should have been an event. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the difference is the difference is uh, is primarily in like okay, first movie. The guy Stephen Norrington, his, his movie before that was some small British film right. Right. that almost right. nobody That's saw. Right. That's so, right. so the director really has no clout. This is purely like Wesley. Like he's putting all the chips he's built up for the last ten years I'm making movies. This. I'm leveraging do this, yeah. and he can't get everything. Mm-hmm. But but he got enough to make the movie good. And I, you're right. If the movie was out today, 
then there's, you know, they'll the, be fighting, you know, to like, keep that tone. Yes. And that's another thing the partnership between Goyer, I don't know how it ended, but in that movie, the first movie, that was a synchronicity like Simon and Garfunkel mm-hmm. or Parliament Funkadelic, whatever. Right. These were two musicians who played well together. Right. The tone of that movie had never been done mm-hmm. in superhero. It was dark. Or, wasn't it? or <laughs> vampire fiction. Right. The closest would have been Fright Night or. Near dark. Near, near dark, right? yeah. near dark, yeah. Then those were different, very different. Fright and, Night was comedic, and, and, and Near Dark was and there's, and there's, its own beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and there's like a little bit of comedy in Near Dark with um, a guy who just died recently. Bill, 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 Paxton, Bill, Paxton. Bill Paxton, yeah. You know, but that's just... But he's the relief. He's, he's really... Right. I mean, you're right. The, 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 I mean, I watched that movie last night, and I was like, okay, it's something I do sometimes when I watch films that I think are classics, and I just, and I just say to myself... How would someone do this today and then try to like put it on steroids for the wrong reasons? Exactly that. You know, and That's I'm like, problem. okay, so you know what? The scene when they're fighting at the hospital would be a little more, his his car would be a little more. Right. His, his extra. You know, like like the lab with Whistler would be more. But right. but I said to myself, it did but if you made it more like that lab is cool because it's kind of like it's it's kind of like the way you find like you know like like a Native American uh, you mm-hmm. know like a, a like housing situation. Yeah, they can move it quickly. Right, right. and if it was and if, if that shit was amped up to something like we saw mm-hmm. like in Black Panther, it was practical. Like, yeah, right. Right. Lab, the other thing, they right. couldn't move there was it. No, this is what I love about. I mean, I don't know Wesley. I've met him a couple of times a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I follow him on Twitter. His skin is gorgeous. I got to tell you, he looks like he was carved out of mahogany. He really God does he's look like that way. He's God one of those brothers that just, that skin tone is perfectly... Damn human. him. He ain't got no zits. Um, and he nothing, he no just perfect. The just, contrast uh, of teeth to skin. I'm talking about it strictly as a visual artist. Like, if someone made a wooden sculpture of him, you'd use these various Do you materials. know I still have Vibe Magazine's cover of Wesley when they put, like, the mud on his face yes. and they let it crack? And he looks like those gorgeous African masks. Mm. Like, there's a whole... I still have that because that's fucking art. Like, if I see him today, I'd be like, sir, I'm going to put you on my wall. You have to remember... You're going to tell your wife and your kids they can come visit on Mondays and Thursdays. When you think about comic book-based movies, right now everybody's taking it for granted. uh, Winter Soldier takes itself seriously. Uh, Iron Man takes itself seriously. Uh, But prior to Blade, Camp... Mm-hmm. Even the Batman, even the Tim Burton, I say even, the Batman <laughs> Tim Burton movies were campy. Right. They were like, well, it's a superhero movie. Right. Let's have some fun. And that's why they spun out into the into the nipples and yeah. you know, Super Day Glow and all that because right. they really leaned hard into, well. It's comic. Yeah. The, right. the, the people making the movies were not truly taking it seriously. <clears throat> Blade's like, if, you, if you're a comic book head like me, Blade does not really resemble the 70s comic book that he's based on. The right. Blade in the comic sure. books was dressed in his crazy overcoat. He mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, he had big giant night vision <laughs> goggles. He was yeah. very much a black exploitation right. outgrowth of that. Right. I think the genius of this first movie uh, and into the second movie, but definitely the first movie was they took this stuff like cut out everything that does not work in the movies. Just cut it. It's mm-hmm. gone. Right. And they made and they said, We're gonna take this seriously. Well what Chris saying about the quickly quickly assembled and broken down sort of mobile bat cave that right. they had. Right. This is a character. This shows you something without dialogue, without anyone relating to it. You get to see the life these two guys are living. Yeah. You see the bond that they have based on how it's set up, where it's set up, mm-hmm. little private chamber for Blade over right. here. That set design is a work of genius. <laughs> right. right. The overall design for the show, for the movie, is a work of genius. But the pairing of Goyer and 
and Snipes' sensibilities created that. Right. It was a grounded, possibly the first ever grounded superhero movie, mm-hmm. right? Because right, oh, oh, right? Sure. definitely the first ever, definitely because I I don't I don't think. Spawn was no, maybe before, no. not, so, but not, but but, but a bad rendition. Yeah. I mean, see, Spawn th- came out just so people know. Spawn came out the year before Blade okay. came out. Oh, so I, I saw, came out in '97, and it was campy as fuck. Yeah, I don't even remember yeah, that. Yeah, one and I before. think people probably thought that Blade was going to perform just as poorly. Yeah. I mean, to me, I think you know, I don't know the credits on Blade Two, so I don't know if, if David uh, Boyer wrote on uh, that. Well, but he did. I know he wrote all three. Yeah, I have Guillermo del Toro directed. Yeah, Guillermo, who 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 recently. There's a story behind that, right? Well. Well, there's, there's a lot behind that. I mean, there's a really... I, okay, so the thing about, about, about Gamera was, like, his career cratered before that movie. Yeah. And then came back. He had did that movie Mimic. He got in a big fight with Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. who basically torpedoed mm-hmm. his career. Mm-hmm. And from what I now such know... Such a sweet man. It, you know, and, and from, uh, such a gentleman, see, a scholar. See, now, this, 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 when I think of Harvey, that's what I, I think know. mostly is. <laughs> see, this, the scholarship, yeah. the honor. <laughs> see, this is interesting, though, is that the time is that, like... Such you a know, handsome man. He was, um... <laughs> Mia, what's her name? Mia Sorvino, mm-hmm. who's the star of Mimic, mm-hmm. she went to bat for Guillermo constantly because she was watching the dailies and everything like that. And leave she, him you know, leaving him alone. I think that's why she got fucked and by him over too. So, but so and, and so and so his career was done. He went back to Mexico and he had like a heart, like a. Uh, stomach problem, like a what's the, the oh, like a okay. ulcer, ulcer. like kind of oh, like, he, he had some kind of ulcer. Yeah, I've, I've seen this interview. His father was it. kidnapped. Mm-hmm. All this kind of crazy shit was going on, and then he got, and then they were trying to to lure him back to do Blade Two at New Line, and, mm-hmm. and then he and he was like, I don't want to go back in the situation again where I'm the slave of these people because right. I got slave last time and I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. And then he he met Pedro Pedro um, Amotivar, yeah. and he was like. Come do a movie with me in Spain. <laughs> Come with me to Spain and we'll do the movie. Vampire and, movie. Uh, yeah. Spain. Yeah. I and, what I was shoes. <laughs> and he went and he did Devil's Backbone and people and the, yes. and the people over at um at, at New yes. were like, You're tripping, you're tripping. Here's like all this money. Come to us, come, come to us, come to us. And he said, No. I'm going to make this so when I come back to you, you can't bully me around. Children, right. go see Devil's Backbone. And that's why Because, you know, because again about the money and the blood god, it's like there's a scene there's that you know that that big assault in in Blade Two when he's running through the the, mm. the thing 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 I didn't know mm-hmm. shot with thirteen cameras in one fucking take because we had to get it yeah. yeah you know I was like wow and just I saw some footage on that and I was like you got thirteen cameras set up all in a way and the thing that that Gamer was like. It doesn't matter if this camera sees the other camera at this time because 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 I know when I cut because when I move I'm gonna move and I was like and we watched the movie you don't know that's what they did it Mm -hmm. but they did it in one take and I was like that's 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 more genius yeah that's a lot of rehearsal time rehearsal time. And but it saves about, you money essentially because that's I mean cause God forbid how many you other do setups job. you do how, like how many other setups you do <laughs> you're doing your job but here's the thing about Guillermo and I think that's a perfect match for him when they did the second one is that um, if you go back to your films one of the first things I ever saw from him before even before Devil's Backbone was it before Devil's Backbone the cluster no, it was Kronos. Kronos, yeah, Kronos. 1993, yeah. which is a type of vampire tale. And yeah. so I think that sensibility was a great matchup. So just so you know, for those of us who are real Blade fans, <laughs> we enjoy it, but we treat the third movie like nope. we do The Godfather. Nope. 
So you know how we talk about the Godfather trilogy, but everybody's like the third one. We just act like it's it's related, but it's like that outside child. Like, you like ever have a family? That you got really the extra rather, kids. Rather they they related to, the to you, but it's like they kind of like the outhouse child. Yeah, like, so yeah, we treat Blade Three kind of kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, here's the thing that always kills me to this day. I always think, what if? Because you know, rumor was that Jet Li was supposed to play Deacon Frost. Really? Oh Christ! And this is where. In my heart of hearts, I always believe they did not do their research to figure out who the fuck Jet Li was. Because hmm. they did the same thing with Donnie Yen in the second movie. Right. Because they didn't know who the fuck Donnie Yen was. But it's like Jet Li was supposed to play Deacon Frost. And I thought to myself, how awesome would that have been? And how much more well, money? But on the the other hubris, side, the hubris wise, of these people not to know what's outside Hollywood. You say that <laughs> as a fan, and it would have been a great matchup. But on the other side of that, Deacon Frost is very specifically grounded in... American um, uh, racial subculture, and that's my yeah. and that's yeah, true. So no, putting true. Change, putting Jet Li in that particular part, that's true, would have been like, well, we got to make a lot of adjustment to to allow for why this Asian man. Now is you this think guy. about it, because it is the kind of racial thing that kind of goes with. See, it. see, it's, but it's, still, it's, 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 it's just, <laughs> still, shut up, fans! You need to stop it. You don't know what you need. See, this, this, this is. You know, I will tell you what you need. They could have made up something for Jet. So there's all this talk about um, if they, you know, if they're gonna bring Blade back or something like that mm-hmm. for the Marvel thing. Marvel has a, I think it was 1982. Well, it took a year because at that time Doctor Strange is being published like like mm-hmm. like bi-monthly. There's a little six-part storyline in Doctor Strange. It's called the Montazi Formula. Oh, ooh, Montesi, the Montesi Formula. Montesi Formula. And if they did this story with Doctor <sighs> Strange and Blade, it's the best vampire story I've ever read, dude. I've ever read the dark and it's, hole. It's, the dark yeah, hole. yeah, it's sitting there. I want, I it, p- it, it's not just sitting there; they're aware of it. I'll tell you how I know. <laughs> uh, after Iron Man, they had a round of people coming into pitch stuff to Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. and I sat down in an office with Mr. Jeff Loeb, and asked, he asked me what I wanted mm-hmm. to pitch out, and told me at the time, "Don't even bother with that Fantastic Four; you needed to sit down with that." Really? Um, <laughs> well, they didn't own it; they couldn't really? do anything. Same with Spider Man; <clears throat> you can't do anything. I was like, "You guys are missing a trick on the dark hole." Hey, yeah, like you could have a whole other Marvel universe that doesn't have superheroes hey. in it. Right. Has Blade, Doctor hey. Strange, all those people. Mm-hmm. That thing with the oh, oh my Come god, on. the show I pitched them that they said, no, no, we're not gonna mess with that. Someone's gonna do that shit. Someone's gonna, Someone's do, gonna, it. gonna do that shit. Now, can I say something that might get me stoned in public? Uh oh. Damn. That people have said to me, I like, you are you six, seven times? You know what? I probably have. Yeah, there's there's been a fight. Are you pretending you have shame right now? Because it's adorable. <laughs> I'm just saying. I will stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> I will stand by it. I don't care what no one says. Um, I just, I just have to say this: when they made the Blade TV show, I think it was, was on Spike TV. Yeah, with Sticky. Sticky yeah, it was fingers. Spike. That was, the, it was the anchor for Spike TV. Mm-hmm. That was going to be their, right. their, their anchor. I anchor have show. to say this, and I bought the box set. I think it was a good attempt. How did, how did Sticky do? I, I mean, thought he was good for what, what. For the budget they had and what they were trying to do, I right. think he serviced voice. it. I'm going to counter this with that. I say he serviced. It's difficult to talk about the writing and the production of any show mm-hmm. right? because once you know what goes on backstage and what ends up on the screen and what everyone planned, totally. often not quite the right. same thing. Um, the problem I had with the Blade show is what we all have the problem with with Blade 3. The show's called Blade, man. And you got too many damn and people. And you had all these people running around doing Blade-ass activities. Too many Blades. And I was like... Well, this is a great vampire show, and it's a mm. great vampire hunter show, but Blade is Blade, 
That's like having the Buffy show and having like everybody else. Wait a minute, I shouldn't use that as an example. Um, it's like having a show where everyone else is more interesting than the main character. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and well, I I'm not a fan like of that. that. When the when the show has a title of the main character, mm-hmm. that character by definition, you're telling the audience this character is so interesting. We made a TV show about yeah. him or her. But I think what for the TV show, yeah. the girl yeah. Yeah. who was the the lead girl on that show, yeah. she was great. It was more like they were catering it towards her. Like yeah. she Blade was like, "There's Blade," yeah, but she's going to be the the new. And that's thing. another thing. And that's what when when Blade first came out, he was an unknown commodity to the general audience. Comic book heads were like, "Well, that's." Different very different version of Blade but everybody else was like what the hell is Wesley up to right now Mm. when the Blade show came out he wasn't an unknown commodity so therefore he's less interesting in some ways if you're going to add in a new person Mm -hmm. because that new person's journey is by definition unknown right right? so if you were going to add her she shouldn't have been that prominent she shouldn't have got all the juice she got in season one until season two so that the show was about Blade it's Spike TV right which was a (laughs) male-centered It was Hooters right. TV. Hooters Let's, like, can we just be real? It was Hooters TV. And I'm not mad. Before that. It was something, Sometimes it was something people, right before people that. have yeah. to have then their then things. Then it turned into a spike. And, but I think for what it was, I thought it did really well in terms of, of what they were trying to do. It's Esquire now. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Just turn. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the reason why I want to talk about it. Like I said, it's the 20th anniversary. I wrote a short piece for... Um, if anyone watches Shutter TV, they have a newsletter that goes out. So I wrote a piece for um, for them that talks about the superhero horror trope because Blade was one of the ones that had married very well the whole idea of a superhero with the horror tropes in mm-hmm. it. Because one of the most iconic scenes is that opening at the rave, and throughout the whole entire movie, there's like these superhero antics, but it's got those scary, horrific elements. And mm-hmm. so in that piece, I talked about. Uh, Toxic Avenger, Swamp Thing, Hellboy, Mm -hmm. and of course, most people don't like it, (laughs) but it tried to do what it tried to do, which was Spawn. No. It tried to do what it tried to do. No, no. I mean, I'm not, hey, it tried to do what it tried to do, that's all I'm saying. It has had mixed reactions from people, but it had certain elements that I thought, okay, I can see that. Come on, his, come on, his necro. Here's my problem. I can't, I can't, I can't, Dispassionately discuss Spawn, so I, I'm I'm, not, I'm actually being serious right now. No, There's I'm, no way I can be rational about Spawn <laughs> overall, from comic books all the way to film, because I, I felt some kind of way about Spawn from day one. Mm, so mm, yeah. um, that's not fair to Spawn. It's not fair to Spawn's mm-hmm. fans. I have my own feelings. No, no, but like I said, it was just part of the whole idea of the the concept of using superheroes in a way and horror tropes and just talking well, about people. Yeah, I mean, look, out. look. There's, I mean, look. There's always some interesting. To me, I always felt in the comics, and particularly when comics kind of jumped into that horror type realm, I always found that to be more interesting comic wise because you didn't, because their superpowers didn't the same effect. For instance, I love, like the X Men, you know, in the 80s is my favorite book. My favorite character in that book. Was that's not true? That's a, that's a lie. Don't say Bishop. No. Why are you lying no, 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 no. to us, Chris? Ignatius Rasputin. 
Ileana. Because Hell yeah. Because she magic. went to Magic and she became Burisco's thing and all. But, and but she if, but came but, back but, like, but, but, I'm not playing with any of you fools anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, uh, but if you remember, there was that one issue with Spider-Man. It was like maybe 248 or something like that okay. where he was swinging and, he, and, and, then the, and then all Central Park was in like some like, you know. Medieval. You know, yeah, yeah, the right. medieval realm. taking over the medieval yeah. realm. Yeah, and I was like, Kulan Goth? Kulan Goth, yeah. exactly right. See, see, that's what I'm talking about, about y'all. Yeah, I go deep, see, baby. Deep. deep. But see, that was just a winch thing. I was like, that is such a cool way oh to my play God, Spider-Man. That was great. And, and to play all those heroes because they were like kind of reimagined mm-hmm. in like the medieval thing. And I was right. like, that's, uh, and you know what, their powers, were they, they didn't function the same. Right. And that was always, and that made it fresh because. That's a fresh take no, on that, no yeah. expectation with drawn, doing. Too. Yeah. Was it Ramita Jr.? It was Ramita Jr. Yep. So I will say this. At the re- we watched it because you know I watched you know I watched Nerds. I watched Blade all the time Nerds. for its age of twenty years. I feel like it still holds up, even right. though the special effects can look dated now because we're used to so much. It's still one of those ones that I, I think that it's one of those fun movies. It really opened up Marvel, and I just wanted to make sure that we pay respect and, on the twentieth anniversary. And I want to say for everybody, if you love action and you haven't read that script yet, you suspect. Yeah. That script is that good. <laughs> no, they all came to play. Right. And, and also, it, it, because of, frankly, because as a black lead, it doesn't get any of the juice that the Matrix got. But right. There'd be no Matrix without Blade. Right. There'd be no X-Men without Blade. Hmm. Uh, the way the X-Men was p- created, where they their <laughs> visual style, right. all that was Blade, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can Music, say whatever, they, can say whatever the hell they, they want. want. Yes. But we have time on yes. our side yes. and videotape. Yes. Well, see, here's um, the, the, but the thing that a lot of people don't know, I mean, I, there was all this talk that they really, really, really wanted to get Wesley Snipes to play, I'm not Wesley Snipes, to get, get Will Smith to play Neo. There was just all this talk true. about this, that they hmm. were like, this movie would work more, I mean. And, 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 Hindsight? I mean, wow. <laughs> you don't leave Will alone. Wow. Leave my man. I don't alone. think it would have worked. I mean, no, 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 I'm not saying. It would have made its money. No, no, no. It would have done its thing, but in terms of. No, let me finish what I'm saying. I think what what they were saying is this this world works differently. The character Neo works with a black lead differently than it does with a white guy. It would have been a completely different You know, and that's why I think that they were trying to go get him. And I think that he was the only one. Who was black? Who had the, the who had the financial power right. to he, do that? He may and, you know. and as a fan, yeah. I would just say this: the only reason I say no to Will because he can act. I think because his persona, me watching that every Too time genial. I'm watching him, I don't see a character. I see Will Smith. He's a movie really? star, and so it, it would take He's me out star. of the story. At that time, Keanu Reeves. You know, say what you want about his acting skills. Wow. Everybody's always pounding on him. I, no, because you know people have they criticize, and I think Keanu, I think Bill and Ted fucked it up for him. That's why people, I think that's what it people is. Still people see still see that, and yeah. whatever. I thought it was great in the was it uh, Point Break, Point Break, or, yeah. or Point, Point Break? Break, Point, Break. Point, yeah, but he's been away enough. I think a little bit where we were a little bit more open to him playing that role, where I didn't feel like okay, it's Keanu Reeves. I didn't have that saying. I think I would have done that had it been Constantine. Uh, but, but that was after. That was after. John Wick. I'm saying, yeah. All of these movies, like he's done a lot. He was what was it? The Parenthood movie where he had a small role as the boyfriend of one of the main mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. People have been pounding on that dude since Bill and Ted right. about he's and I'm like, but let me tell you, Clint Eastwood, man. Let me tell every you, time, right. every time you Same talk dude. about that, I'm going to point you at Clint Eastwood. I'm going to point you at uh, Lee Marvin. I'm going to point you at these giant ass mm-hmm. icons of the fucking cinema, right? Who Samuel Jackson, like who, like. <laughs> Come on now. Love him, but he does the same shit. See, see, what's funny, this is what's funny. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about uh, 
with, with Keanu Reeves in early role, he's in Dangerous Liaison. Oh, right. That's yeah. true. Right? And mm-hmm. Well, he didn't do a good job of this, so I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> I, I'm pulling back on you. But I'm I mean, Keanu, I'm your boy, dude. Hey, sometimes it's, it's hit or miss. And Keanu, if you're listening. You know you're listening, Keanu. <laughs> I don't like the disrespect. You want to be on the like, I don't like the disrespect, <laughs> this rumor I'm hearing that you and Winona, Winona are, are married. <laughs> And oh, really? you've been holding out for a long time, so I I'm need I'm to talk to you. What is happening in the world? <laughs> when did the world become the National Enquirer <laughs> around me? What are you all you people doing? <laughs> Wait, is he supposed to be married to another writer? They got married when, On they, the did set. The, when they did uh, Dracula. Right. And they had got somebody, and they got who was actually, I guess, a, a, a real, a, a real preacher, right. and married them on it. So they're legally supposed to be really. And married. I think yeah. they all took it as a joke. But and they like each, and they married. do, and they do like each other. So I'm thinking, y'all, we could have had oh Keanu and Winona. And I need to talk to you, sir. I love that Dracula movie, though. That's like one of my favorite. Hey, Dracula, let's do it. But anyway, so <laughs> cool. That's what's up. That was a fun episode. That was I fun love episode. that movie. Blade so where you shit. at, showrunner Jeff Thorne? Uh, well, I moved from my main site where I beat people up <laughs> to uh, Winterman <laughs> Books or the Winterman Project on Twitter. Okay. Uh, the Wintermanproject.com. You're not Jeff Thorne? No I'm also JeffThorne.com, okay. but that's becoming more of a personal gotcha. sort of essays and things gotcha. like that. Uh, but pro- pro- professional stuff, I'm about to drop some science on you all in about uh-huh. a month. Uh-huh. Um Either right before or right after uh, the Black Panther show premieres. Uh, tell the kids. Private tell the kids. project. Uh, September 23rd, I will own an hour of your television. Um, what channel? Black Panther's Quest on Disney XD. Yeah. You think you've seen uh, Marvel animation shows before, mm-hmm. but none of them were written by me. Um, this show is going to be quite different than anything right. you think mm-hmm. Marvel would give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recommend it. Um, even just as a fan. Uh, I got a whole bunch of writers who I have names I'm not allowed to mention, and we'll but, talk about it on our next episode. So yeah, we can get into the saying, good stuff. Uh, <clears throat> Marvel wanted a different kind of product; they brought in a different kind of crew to make that product, right. and we made it. Mm-hmm. So it's not what you're expecting. Whatever you okay. think is wrong. Okay. Give us our new fresh. Take. That's what's up. All right. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. Where you at, Chris? Warm it up, Chris. Instagram, Instagram, and, and I'm about to. Instagram and, and Twitter. Uh, yeah, Instagram and Twitter at um, unauthorized CBD. That's all you got at the moment. Okay, you're Where you at, Lisa? Lisa Colt Jam. I'm on what fresh hell is this <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, shout out because a couple days ago it was Dorothy Parker's birthday, so people who know who Dorothy Parker is kind of get my. My avatar. And also, hey, condolences to Aretha Franklin's family. Um, The Queen of Soul passed, and music will always live on. So I hope all the black people last weekend, I hope y'all cleaned your houses and had her music on full blast. I have to chime in on that. I have to chime in on that. There's a movie. I don't know if this I I need to see. It's called Amazing Grace. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this? I don't know if you've seen this. Okay, so... Sidney Pollack, right after he did uh, They Shoot Horses, the documentary, Don't, the documentary about her. Shot, he There's shot, a clip you can see on YouTube. There's a concert she did in, in Los Angeles at the, one of the churches down there. And it's supposedly they never released it. like the concert she did up at the Fillmore West was like the warm up for this right. concert. Really? And it's like this massive like, like thing that she did. It's a gospel thing. It's called Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have it. I think there's a yeah. record of it. But, yeah. but it's a, they shot the movie of it. Oh, they, they do. Yeah, they, it's a yeah, whole they, movie. Yeah, they, they, they never released it. Where can you see it? 
You can't, oh, you can't release this oh, release. Because, okay. What happened was is that Sidney Pollock had never shot a documentary before, so he didn't shoot clapboards on it. Oh. And then what happened was he spent like a year trying to like, tr- when they were syncing it, and then he got offered to do um, like... So footage was all over the place. Then. He offered to do like uh, Three Days at the Condor or something yeah. like that, and, he's never, and, and he just never finished it. Never ever finished it. Wow. And then in 2006... This filmmaker bought the rights from Warner Brothers, and he, and he spent all his time getting together, and he was working with Sidney Pollock to redo it, and, and, and then Sidney died, mm-hmm. and, then, and, and then he spent another 10 years just, tr- just trying to get people get, get a finance stuff like that, and he had it ready, and he was supposed to take it to Telluride in, in 2015, and Aretha Franca said, no, don't show it. What? What? By the way, people, you need to stop dying. And she passed away now. So she said, no, maybe. don't show it. And then it was, because I was reading this thing with David Remnick, did an article in The New Yorker about her, mm-hmm. um, like, just after, like just after she did Dick, that uh, Kennedy said her honors when she sang right. um, an actual woman. For Carol King. Carol yeah. King. And that he was saying, you know, that, that Robert De Niro was calling her and saying, you know what, let's, let's put it in the Tribeca Festival. Tribeca, and he, she was like, nope, 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 Y'all nope. ain't putting that out. You know, so it. now, you know, and the judges ruled, because she was like, I'm not getting paid enough well you now know. you're dead yeah so maybe it'll, maybe it'll wow. come out maybe hopefully it'll come out. hopefully oh this is real out. funny they were saying she demanded to get paid in cash y'all that's, that's, that's an open that's an she open secret anything listen, James Brown she, taught everybody that listen, shit no, no, but what's funny no, 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 but what's funny count what's funny but what's funny what's funny what's funny is so 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 this was funny so I'm watching the thing about the Kenny Center honors and she comes out on stage and she she had her purse and she puts that purse on the on the piano and it's got the money in it. Oh it my god! You can see it in every see performance it. I have ever seen. She's been doing that since day one. Which I was like, yeah. she got the so money. I was cussing people don't know that, but she they, I she would get to the that's venue. Ghetto, but she's not. No, from no, that no. Oh, was it that's by you? No, there's no, like, people no, no, who are no, run off. She didn't want to get robbed. She didn't get robbed. You know how those promoters are. They will get you. She would count it. Put in her purse. She would have the purse on her fur coat before I even go on. Before I go on, on the piano. And then she would take it. If you watch all her performance, even now, when she would go to like award shows, yeah. she'll walk out. At the Kennedy Center. At the Kennedy Center. We'll pick it up. baller as hell. Like, y'all be laughing. When you saw those Aretha Franklin gifs, if right. you look them up, oh, and she's coming in her outfit and she puts her purse down, bitch, the, her the money money's in, in that, that purse. purse. Jesus And Christ. people talking about she died without a will, bitch, go look in that purse. That, that will's in that purse. <laughs> <laughs> look in that purse. <laughs> go in grandmama's purse. Where you at, Lisa, Lisa, Colt? It's in there. But like I said, what fresh hell is this? Um... Did you oh, say where you were? She said. Work out some new stuff. Just make sure you uh, um, check out the new stuff that's coming out. I hope everybody's going to go out and check out Searching with John Cho. Yeah. If you want a good cycle, I'm, I'm going to see it this weekend, so I'm excited. You've been proud of me. I went to, took a friend to dinner, and he decided he wanted to go to eat at the Arclight restaurant. Mm-hmm. Not to see a movie, just go eat at the Arclight restaurant. <laughs> okay. Sometimes that's fun It's to not do. bad. So we hung out. And who comes spilling in? John Cho and his entourage and, really? be, and screenwriters. I was a good boy. I did not dive on him and pitch him the show <laughs> that I want him to be the lead in. Right. I let him have his life because that's what you should do. Exactly. But John Cho, we watching you. Yeah, we, we got <laughs> eyes on you, Mr. Cho. We have and eyes on you. There's a show I got for you if you yeah, want. Yeah, so John, <clears throat> hit Jeff up. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. Um, please go on and give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Um, iTunes, Stitcher, your Apple Podcasts, whatever you guys listen to, um, please give us a review. Um, please follow us on our new Patreon page. 
Screenwriters Rant Room. Um, we appreciate the support, right? The Chris? link is in the it, show notes. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. And Wesley Snipes, thank <clears throat> you for doing Blade, and just thank you for just being awesome. And uh, can I finish my congratulations on twenty he years? Is frosty today. He's not playing. I can't help it. She just be always interrupting her brother. God damn. I can't help it. <laughs> She's uh, Go ahead, Hilliard. And on a side note about that, though, uh, our friend Peter had a script that they were trying to work on about Black Wall Street with Wesley that he was going to produce. Oh, damn. Like 10 years ago, they were talking about it. Now he was on it. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, uh, Wesley was always on stuff. Y'all, right. they just, they didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. He was before his time. Well right. before. And so they said, so, <clears throat> no, no, that's also his problem. He, he dealt with that. So I want to give a shout out. Chris, I hooked you up with this. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to them yet. The, the Michaud Mission I have podcast. listened to two of those. They're pretty they're, good, aren't they? They're, they're very good. good. Very good. These guys, they, they're, they're, they will, they're looking at every black film ever made, and, and they're doing a full episode as a podcast. It's called The Michaud Mission. And I've listened to how, two. How far up are they? Uh, they're I think like they're 100 like 127 movies. Do they like discuss um, how right before, was it right before Birth of a Nation or right before... The black Hollywood smash black Hollywood? That I don't they, know. They did that? I, I mean, look, there's 127. <laughs> I just found out about okay. and I've listened to two. And the first, mm-hmm. you know, like the first one is... Yeah, they're up to like 125, yeah, 127. I don't know. But it's a really good show. They're smart, yeah. smart guys. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I like it. I yeah, like so I'm going to be blasting them. They're going to be blasting us on their show. Cool. Stuff like that. So shout, uh, out. shout out to them, the Michelle Mission. Check them out. Um, yeah, that's it. But a lot of good shit going on. Not a good cool. shit. Congrats on you. Tell thank us you, where thank we can you. Find I got some you, film shit going on that's happening. So yeah, things yeah. are good. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. I already said all that bullshit. Yep, yep. Uh, please don't forget to uh, to to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all that shit. What are you doing over there? My Mo, my cousin is in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and um, she was saying, "What you doing?" My cousin's in South Carolina. She said, "Hey, girl, what you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm taping the podcast right now, so I'm showing her <laughs> me and the donuts of Danny Trejo donuts." Sorry. <laughs> so when she comes back out to visit me, I'm like, "Girl, we gotta get some donuts." So I continue. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so multitasking. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Black, Black Panther's, Panthers Quest. Quest. Dropping what day again? September 28th, y'all. Peace, y'all. Ciao. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room So you wanna be a rider? Well, you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing The doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind And the business got me stressed In the Red Room Shit up off our chest You know the street nerds Got no time for no caca Sass in class Yes, there's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess When you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game Than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline Into something enlightening Your pen and words Are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel Say what you want Welcome to the Red Room